You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Here we go. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to own Steve a loony for that. You know, you we're are. not supposed to say good morning. Aww. We're supposed to say good day, eh? Well, but, good day to you, too. And uh, that lovely voice is Christina Legowski. Christina has joined us <gasps> in the studio today. She's sitting right beside me. Did you hear the intro to the, st- to the show? I did hear it. Yes. Did, and did, 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 did you perk up right away when it said, gentlemen... Start your engines? It should have been gentlemen, ladies, and gentlemen, start your engines. Well, how they fix that nowadays is they just say <laughs> drivers. Drivers, drivers oh, okay. Drivers. All right, that's, that, that works. That All works. right. And uh, beside her, of course, is Darren Bossens from Salem Tire. Thanks for coming down, Darren. Thanks for having me, Alan. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. And uh, no cherries t- chasing you down the highway? None today. Excellent. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> Excellent. You've been pretty a good quiet. boy. <laughs> been a good boy lately. Definitely. It gets very expensive, very expensive. Did you know I'm that? sure. It does. <laughs> I've had a number of moving my violations myself. As a matter of fact, I was really ticked because I turned, and that was called a moving violation. I went, come on, seriously. Was, but was it at like a red light, a no, turning left on Young no, and King or something? No, it was a busy time. During that day, you're not supposed to do it because of the people in the neighborhood. They don't like people turning there. Anyways, this is Car Talk, of course. No, it's not. It's called Dave's Horn Garage. <laughs> we'll be but talking we do a lot about of car cars. Talk. Yeah. We do a lot of car talk, so we do. it's an easy mistake. Christina Legowski in the studio. She's uh, a lady who knows awful lot about cars. And if you're a lady out there and you've got a car care question and you maybe were intimidated before, this is your day to I'll call. I'll be gentle. Really? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, of course, Darren's here. going to be talking about all tires things, too. Yes. And after the show, uh, not after the show, but the second half of the show, we're going to be talking to Jim Matthews of Lease Busters. So I Excellent. better quit before the music finishes, and then we'll all be in trouble. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be waiting for your calls right after this break. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got Darren Boston from Salem. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me, Dave. And uh, Christina is here, Christina Legowski. Christina, yes. you're a car writer. You're a car tester. You know, when, when, when people are looking for cars, yeah. you know, they look at them through different glasses. I mean, so, for example, mm-hmm. people ask me, you know, Al, do, do you like this car or not? And sometimes they go, well, you're kind of boring. Well, <laughs> well because no, well, I, I'm thinking in terms of a mechanic or a technician because that's what I do for a living. Right. So, in other words, I want to know, is the car reliable? Is it easy to fix? You know, things like that. 
but you have to use different glasses. Well, you know, I mean, as a woman, you know, uh, and I get asked this a lot, you know, what do women want when they're buying cars? And mm-hmm. the, the, the fact of the matter is that I don't think that women want anything that is that different from what men want uh, when they're buying a car. Um, you know, you want to be treated with respect. You of want course. good value. You want a transparent deal. But, you know, reliability is a different, uh, it means something different to a woman than it does to a man. Because to a woman, you don't want to be left stranded on the side of the road because you're a little more vulnerable. Right, and to right, a guy, right. I think reliability is a car that you only have to take in like, you know, once a year to get the oil changed or something. Well, yeah, you could be right there. But certainly, you know, in terms of, and I guess we talked about it earlier, it depends on what your job or what your application is. Yes. I mean, you know, if you're a, a soccer mom and you're you're doing groceries and you're yep. driving kids, you need a different vehicle than if you're, you know, the kids are gone, you're in your mid-50s, but you want to have a, you know, a second adolescence kind of thing. Sure. You're going to have different wants and desires. But You uh, are. Yeah. But that applies to women and men, I think. You know, of like course. if you're, yes, if you're, yes, if yes. you're schlepping, you know, a bunch of kids around, you need to have something that's going to accommodate child seats. You want to have something that's going to accommodate, you know, gear. Mm-hmm. If you have like a dog, you want to, you know, something that's got enough room to accommodate, you know, um, a, a crate, whatever, mm-hmm. however you prefer to travel with your with your pet. Um and definitely, you know, if you, if you, it does, you know, what stage of your life you're at. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that you need to consider and, you know, and because you're, you're going to have that car for a few years. So, you know, uh, what are you going to be doing with it? Where are you going to be driving? Are you going to be in the city? Do you need something that's easy to park or are you going to be on the highway? So do you want a good highway vehicle? Well, um, when you talk about having a car for a few years, I mean, I, I, I find it shifting that, you know, we're sort of. You know, older. We're we're um, anomalies. Let's just say it. We're weird. We're weird. <laughs> well, no, no. But for the most part, you know, I I find that people don't want to hold on to cars for an awful long no, time. No, they don't. Yeah. And uh, in fact, Jimmy from uh, Lease Buster will attest to that. And yep. they've got a great website, which you know you can get in and out of cars quite simply. Um, so yeah, people don't. And 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 what about all the toys that cars come with these days? And that's what people. And it's interesting because I think people want those toys. They don't necessarily know how to use them, or they don't use them, mm-hmm. but they want to be able to say to their friends, you know, my car, you know, will remind me when it's my, you know, our my anniversary. And I mean, <laughs> that's you can great. Get that. apparently so and and they like having that and a lot of people you know prefer to use the gps on their phone than they do the gps on the uh on the vehicle because the gp you know google maps will tell you if there's like traffic and stuff yeah Um, exactly so but yeah but people do love to have all of that stuff and it's it's nice. It is nice. Well, but then, so when you're reviewing a car then, for example, you know, in the old days it may have been, you know, handling and performance, where now yes. it's more of interconnectivity. It's, there's a lot of, yeah, and one of the first things that I do when I get a car is I pair up my my iPhone to mm-hmm. see how easy that is. Right. And uh, um, I also like to try cars that have these features, like, you know, uh, stop and go or collision avoidance. And, you know, I mean, I, you want to take it easy with trying out, the, like, the collision avoidance stuff. But it, it really is amazing. Like, I mean, some of the cars, uh, I had uh, the Prius. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, it would have, like, this this huge dash light came on, on the dashboard. And it was, like, this huge production, which I didn't, because it, it, it didn't think I was going to be able to stop in time for, like, I don't know. I can't oh, this was just, like, like, slow down, lady, you're going to hit something? Yeah, kind of and it was, okay. like, yeah, it was yeah. like, no, it, the big light came on and said, break. Yeah, okay. And it was, like, wow. unmistakable. So uh, it's, it's good to have that. And I think a lot of that is going to be standard equipment. 
on on a lot of cars. Oh yeah, you know? well, but but again, and I've talked about it too. It's going to be that interim section, you know, that that time period where. You know, cars will be getting that, but not mm. all cars will have it. And and God forbid you borrow somebody's old car and it has nothing on it. Yes. And you're going to make that assumption that the car should have done this for me. Yes. When it yeah. couldn't. So there yeah. 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 You still you still need your driving skills. You still need to know how to parallel park, man. Right, you know. By the way, <laughs> Christina has a blog and uh, drivelikeagirl.com. No, it's, it's drivelikeagirl.ca. Dot ca. Sorry. Drivelikeagirl.ca. And uh, and they have some great videos. And there's one that I saw which was just hilarious. Where just as she was just talking about where the light came on and said, stop, um, you're going to find her on that blog going, hit the effing brake, okay? Yeah. And it was so funny. It was hilarious, but you have to go to my friend Paul's. It's, it's, go to YouTube and look for Paul Chato, C-H-A-T-O. Yeah. All right, we got Tony on, from Lindsay on the phone. We're going to take his call right after the break. And if you've got a car care question, we've got Darren in here from uh, Salem Tire and, of course, Christina who can answer from a woman's perspective. If you want. There you go. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. I'm from Glen Allen Motors. You know, people are looking for advice, and I give them advice when it comes to tires, and I have a pal who's a real estate agent, a mogul in his own mind anyways. A mogul. And, uh, <laughs> and who got a new BMW and got an all-wheel drive and said, I don't need no snow tires. And I said, you need snow tires. And sure enough, uh, he called me after the first snow, and he said, oh, I can't believe it. He's, he's from Glasgow, eh? Uh, he says, <laughs> I can't believe it. The car's all over the place. I can hardly <laughs> control it. And uh, sure enough, we called. Uh, I called my pal uh, Phil over at AIM, Automotive Import, yep. and he hooked us up with four sailing nice. ice blazers and wheels, and Richard loved them. And the, the story mm. gets even better because, unfortunately, two weeks ago, his son hit a major pothole on Young Street, with that car, or is don't it you car? love social media? I got a yeah. I, I got a text <laughs> that at eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock at night. Here's a picture of the water bottle I put in the hole, so you can see how deep the pothole was. Seriously? And what should oh, I do? God. I went. Mean, come you on, pulled seriously. Over to do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is when Dad showed up after the fact. Oh. But our friends at Salen, because they have road hazard. Yes. Tell them warranty. Yep. Yeah. So within the first twenty five percent, we'll we'll replace the tire free of charge. And the uh, excellent. Those little tire nibs were still on the tires, so you so get an idea fresh. how uh, fresh oh it was. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to calls. We're going to talk to Tony, who's up in Lindsay. He's got a question about synthetic oil, I think. Tony, what can we do for you today? Uh, yeah, I was just working on my tan up here, guys. Just, uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies, sorry, the lady there. That's okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, the question I have is: I uh, last last uh, year, my job took me to Edmonton uh, West, and uh, I bought a Toyota out there, Corolla. Passing brand new, sixteen thousand kilometers on it mm-hmm. uh, for nine thousand dollars, and I haven't regretted it since I, I bought it. Great little now, car. I was getting an oil change, and one of the mechanics there told me that uh, I used synthetic oil, mm-hmm. uh, as that's what it says in the manual. But he said it's okay to use regular oil in it, and I just told him, you know, I'll, I'll spend the extra fifty bucks to put synthetic for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there? Does it matter? Does it hurt it the car? What's it? Can you guys explain that to me? Because I'm, I'm like kind of confused right now, you know? Well, certainly if you're in Edmonton, you know, where it gets bone-chilling cold, the synthetics are are going to work better, and that's where you're going to see the advantage. Um, but if you're back in, you know, southern Ontario, um, now I don't want to jeopardize your warranty here. If there's mm, yeah. still some engine warranty, you want to stick with what the manufacturer says. Having said that, if you're out of warranty, um, yeah. I, believe it or not, I've been told that the reason they went to synthetic was just to give them that extra mile per gallon, okay? 
Well, the oils and the synthetics, is it is it like, it, they're thinner. Yes. Because those engines now have tighter tolerances. They work harder, so right, you need you, a thinner oil. Right, but at the same time, you can get a conventional oil that's zero. You can. You know, you yeah. can. Um, and there are some blends. So I, there's a whole lot you can do. You, I, again, you don't have to spend that extra 50 bucks if you're in southern Ontario. But keeping in mind that you're going to want to stick with a, a shorter change interval, okay? You don't want to go wow. 10,000 kilometers. Um, okay, so change it... Uh, you know, I would change it every five or six, and you could go with conventional oil. Yeah, sure. Now you, you touched something on it. Does it give you? Is it worth that extra fifty bucks? It's going to give you that extra mileage uh, on your gas. Do you think, or, or? It, you know what? It's so minute. Um, there's so oh, many different so things that that mm-hmm. come into fact. You know, when you're talking about fuel economy, you were talking about hypermiler people uh, driving Priuses. Yes, yeah, it, it, that people that are. It's in the dead of winter. They're driving a hybrid, and they're like, "Why can't I get you know like forty nine miles per gallon like I did last week when, you know, it wasn't like bone-chilling cold. <laughs> exactly. All so right, I, thanks I, for... Sorry, one, one quick, and I'll let you guys go. If I So if I were to get the thin oil, which is what, the 5W40, is it thin one, or is it... 530, yeah. Yeah, 5W30. Uh, now, if I was just putting thin oil through the winter and summer... That's, would that kind of be okay, or instead of going to the thick one in the summer and thin one in the winter? No, you right. cur- five thirty should work all year round. That that's basically is a multi grade. Yeah. That's what its intention is. Yeah, I mean, what does what does the manufacturer say in your owner's manual? It says to use a zero W. The uh, it says it's to use a synthetic oil, but I said I bought the car in Edmonton and uh, mm-hmm. great yeah. cars, super, and I drove it all the way over here. You know, what, I would I would check with your local dealer if there's a if there's a Toyota yes. dealer. You know, what town you're in, Lindsay? Check with yeah, them and one, find out what they're one. using. There's one on Highway 7 there. Uh, uh, there's one uh, Toyota uh, right over there. But usually when you go and talk to them, they always try to use the expensive brand and all that. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Coincidentally. Dear. All right, yeah. Tony, got to go. Thanks for calling in with that. Good luck. Yeah, and what you have to watch out for, too, is uh, the odd engine will all of a sudden develop a consumption problem. Um, I know Toyota actually did have a problem, and Honda had some problem, too. Right. So, And, and this is where the long intervals are scary, because you can't just ignore it for 10,000 kilometers. I, yeah, I just, you know, I mean, I, I just think my father would be, like, perplexed and horrified. <laughs> you know, because I, I would go home, and he would say, have you changed your oil? And... <laughs> Can I tell you how many people tell me they check it regular? And I said, well, come out. Let's open up the hood. And they go, uh, because they're not open the hood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We got a blue smoke coming out of a Forester and another question about classic cars and oil. We'll be taking those calls right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Dave's not here. Christina is, though. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And Darren's here from Salem Tires. We were just talking about the benefits of tires. You know, the weather's been so wacky recently. Unbelievable. Uh, As it happens today, it's, I don't know, minus 100. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold. But it was double digits on the positive side two weeks ago. And I had people calling me, and it was just like the kids are driving down the road. You're going, are we there yet? Are, are, Are we there yet? Same kind of thing. People are going, Al. I'm coming in for an oil change. Should I bring the summer tires? Um, what do you think, Darren? Not yet. I wouldn't. Well, as you can see, I, when I left my house this morning, there was three, four inches on the ground. And it came down pretty hard. So Exactly. And you know what? People are kind of worried about that. I mean, number seven, that, that number seven number, 
um, as as where you know the difference being between the all seasons and the winter tires. Yep. I mean, even if it's plus ten and you're driving for a couple of days, you're not going to see significant wear on your no. winter tires, are you? No, no. You you always want to err on the side of caution because it can, as we we've seen in the last month, it can go from fourteen degrees to minus fourteen degrees over three four days. Exactly. So I we usually talk in April May, you know, yep. which shouldn't yes. be a problem. Um, you know, as the garage owner, and generally speaking, January February is a slower time period. You know, if you want to come in, you know, in, in March, hey, by all means, we're happy to do it for you um, because there's going to be a rush. Because a lot of times during the changeover yes. is, is when people decide to do all the maintenance on the car. Mm. So you don't want to have to try to get an appointment to get your car fixed when the guy's rammed to begin with and really not going to have time to check out all these other things for you as well. All right, we're going to go back to the calls. We've got Don in Toronto online, too. He's got a question. He's driving a Subaru Forester. How do you like that car, Don? It's a great little car, only 88,000 kilometers. Okay, but it's smoking, apparently. Well, it's it's smoking. Here's what happened. Yeah. In January, overheated severely. Uh. New rad, running fine. Last week, 700 kilometers later, it's over two liters down on oil. The coolant's okay. Intermittent scraping noise from the motor. I've never heard this before. Hmm. Milky dipstick. Hmm. Oh, head gasket. Yeah. So mechanics don't know if it's the turbo, is it the head gasket? It's head gasket. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. I mean, that's why what you're looking at when you pull a stick out and it looks like a milkshake, uh-huh. a, a brown milkshake, chocolate, um, yeah, it's antifreeze. It's mixing with your engine oil. Right. Uh-huh. The scraping noise, like I've nev- never heard before, could that have been the turbo? Um, a lot of times, especially Subarus are really, they, they've got a million heat shields on them underneath on the exhaust system, uh-huh. and they tend to rattle loose. So that may have just been that, um, and it's just an annoying sound. But unfortunately, with the blue smoke and now with the, the milky stuff in there, uh, you need a new motor or a new car. The one mechanic wants to get a used motor, but a year's guarantee, and it's so unknown. What do you think, a, a, a used motor? Just Well, did he give you a price, though? Not yet. Okay, well, you know what? I don't have an issue with the used engine. I mean, because normally the guys who are selling them do give a warranty, and they're, mm-hmm. they generally are going to have these things running. And, and Subarus, for the most part, I mean, what you saw is not a regular occurrence. Okay? No, that's really, uh, yeah, because those boxer engines are like Pretty good, yeah. I, I, I've seen them with two, three hundred. As a matter of fact, I did that same job for a customer, a guy with an old wagon, and I said, "Get rid of it." He goes, "No, I love the car," <laughs> and and we got him a used motor, put it in. I, um, you know, I, I I'm thinking, you know, if it's all going to cost you maybe be two thousand, twenty five hundred bucks, it may be worth your while. What year? What year is the Forester? Oh four. Okay. You know, it's either that or you understand it's it's got zero value because yeah, you know you got right. to. That's right. But it's unfortunate it happened. Um, you didn't see the antifreeze leaking. I wasn't the driver of this car. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunately, and then this is where people have to check the levels, have to watch the lights. Don, sorry. Hope we could help. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Gary in Oshawa calling about an oil change as well. What can I do for you, Gary? Um, yeah, I have a 1964 Mercury Meteor. Mm-hmm. Cool. And mm. um, I actually only really drive it a lot in well, not even not even a lot in the summertime go to different cruises so i may put five or six hundred miles on it a year mm-hmm. and i have it in underground storage and i start it up every week week and a half and let it run for five minutes is it still should i still be changing the oil every spring before i um 
take it out to the car shows and that? Well, what I would do is certainly start the engine, let it warm up completely, let it sit for a few minutes so that everything drains to the crankcase. But I would change it at least the once a year for sure. Oh, yeah. Because don't forget, when you're just starting it in the underground and letting it run for a couple minutes, there's a lot of moisture that's generated, and, and it's not being evaporated off. So you've got a lot of water in there. So yeah. you, well, you know, and then too, I do. I have taken it out a few times over the winter when I get a nice sunny day like this. It's just too cold for me out there today. I'm yeah, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't go out there, especially <laughs> no. driving an old car and it broke down the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'd be changing the oil again. We were talking to the first caller. You know, what's the difference? You're only talking thirty, forty dollars more for for the better oil change. Yeah, you know, to 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 save a couple bucks and, and to jeopardize your motor, it doesn't pay. Uh, I've only had the car three years, and I have been taking it to my regular mechanic every spring and having them, like, do a check over on it, you know, because the brakes, you know, asbestos brakes and that. Yeah. So, uh, and I just wondered if, it, you know, if it was necessary or... I Gary, i got to tell you... like that, I'm not wasting my money no matter what I do to it. Gary, that 1964 car would not have lasted the length it did unless someone took really good care of it, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it is, it, it is a beautiful car. Yeah. And the, and it needs you to take beautiful, good care of it. So <laughs> get her changed, all right? We've got to run. There you go. Wow. It's funny, eh, the perspective? 64 Meteor, yeah. Like Gary's worried about, he's wondering once a year, should he bother or not? Yeah. And the other one was like, you know, should I spend the extra money? And um, and, and how could you not? And, and, I, and I wonder if that Corolla is going to last as long as the Meteor. Well, it depends. I mean, if certainly if you do it the way Gary wants to and only change oil once a year, I can guarantee it won't last that long. No. Nope. <laughs> and the manufacturer's not going to be very happy when no. you hear that. All oh, right. Dear. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with more of your calls right after this break. Sailing tires. I heard the commercial. It means uh, you, you. We said something about tire a price increase. What's when's that going to happen? Or has it already? It, it already has all the. Uh, everybody's basically announced at this point, but uh, you're probably going to see uh, at least one more or two more this year. Now, obviously, it's not going to be just your brand because you. No. The reason for it was raw material costs. Raw material costs, yeah. So, in other particularly words, natural rubber has really gone up. So basically, no matter who's making tires, their costs have gone up, so they're going to have to pass it on. We all buy it from the same place, basically. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Where does well, it come it, from? It, it comes from Thailand. It's called the Latex Bowl. So, uh-huh. uh, they've had the Latex some, Bowl? The Latex Bowl, yeah. They produce uh, the majority of the, the, the you know global rubber industry with natural rubber. Really? Um, massive flooding and bad crop, uh, bad, hmm. you know, so... Obviously, and then demand's gone up a bit. So wow. you know what happens when it's gone up about forty-three percent in the last six months. So if you wow. need like tires or condoms, you better like stock up. You better stock up now. <laughs> the price of, <laughs> of sex is going to go up too. Yes. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yes. All right. Super. It always does, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, liquor, you the know, sliding all the scale. <laughs> okay, let's not get too far. Uh, we're going to talk to Joan, who's in North York, who's got a a, a Ford Fusion, I guess, right? Sorry, no problem. I've got a 2006 um, Ford Fusion, yes, mm-hmm. and um, the air conditioning's gone on it. And anyways, I'm, it's in good condition, so the mechanic assistant says. And I'm just wondering, how much would you think would be a reasonable price to have it, you know, the air, air condition, whatever they do to it, to Fix it. Well, you see, the air conditioner is comprised of a number of different components. You see, you've got a compressor, you've got a condenser, you've got the evaporator. 
you've got the line. So it, what, what you have to find out from your mechanic or your technician, if they do a lot of air conditioning work, is what the cost of that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's a complete unit. It's not like you're putting a new furnace in your house, you know, um, or it's not like a window unit, <laughs> remember, yeah, in the old days? Yeah. It's not quite like that. You've got a number of different components, and, and any one of them can fail. Um, so it, it could be a case of, Maybe there's a line that's just ruptured, and maybe it's only a couple hundred bucks to have the line changed. But again, if it's the um, if it's the evaporator, which is the part that gets cold in the car, um, it can be very costly. On some cars, you have to take out the whole dashboard, so mm-hmm. it, you could be looking at a thousand or two thousand dollars just for that. And you're right, in in, in your car's case here, I, I don't think it's worth it. But you need to have somebody go through it and give you a proper estimate. I did pay the. Um dealership that I go to, but they want me to buy a new car, so... Of course. <laughs> well, that's, surprise, surprise. So I wasn't sure if it was um, it was $100 over that just to check it, and they were saying they raised their price when they decided I might be getting it done. Um, but oh. anyways, I didn't know if there would be anybody that specializes in replacing air conditions where I could conditioners in old cars. Well, question, what an estimate. Do you love your old car? How many miles are on it? Um, 85,000. Okay, and you want to keep it? Is that the plan? That's the plan right now because cars are changing so much. Yeah. So well, I'm you know what? Sure. Our our friend Dave who's not here today, um, always <laughs> says, you know, you should get an audit done. In other words, well, you want someone to go over your car and tell you, for example, you know, what they can see and what can, they can anticipate your car's going to need down the road. I mean, if your car's in good shape, if the battery's relatively good, the tires are good, the exhaust system mm-hmm. is good, well, you know what? It, it may be worth $1,000 to fix the air conditioner. Exactly, because a new car is going to set you back, you know, well, $20,000. probably about 30000 Yeah. And well, this is it. I don't really want to put that much money into a car now. I'm getting older. <laughs> well, and do you do a lot of driving in the summertime? I mean, you're stuck Not in traffic? Not anymore. I used to do a lot, and this is it. I only put about maybe less than 10000 on in a year. So. Well, you maybe want to rely on the 50-50 air conditioner then. So what's that? Oh, that's when you roll both windows down <laughs> and you drive 50 kilometers an hour. Cool <laughs> 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 The biggest problem is I have asthma. <laughs> I don't do well with the exhaust and the humidity if I roll it down. Well, you know what you do? In in that case, Joan, you say to your friend, how about we go in your car? (laughs) (laughs) You drive. Driving today, but it's cold, so who cares? I've got a heater. (laughs) All right, like I say, Joan, we tried to help you. Like I say, get yourself a complete estimate so somebody can tell you exactly what it's going to cost. Okay, do you have any suggestions where I could go that they weren't interested just in selling me a car? Well, uh, okay, well, you can come to my shop. Uh, you're in North York. Which part of North York are you? I'm just at Don, uh, the Don, yeah, Don Valley and 401 area. Well, you're welcome to come up to me. We're up at Finch and Dufferin. Um, I'd be happy to help you out. Okay, uh, that would be interesting, yeah, because I, I hate to give up the old car, but I don't want to throw a lot of money into it and find then it, it gives out. <laughs> no, exactly. We're happy to go over it, and uh, I'm going to give out the phone number at the, uh, at the end of the show. So stick around, and uh, you will get it there, okay? Nice for calling. Very nice for her. Oh, she sounds like a very nice lady. But you know what? She brought up a very valid point. A lot mm-hmm. of people realize that cars have changed significantly. And believe it or not, there's a lot of cars these days there. There's not a knob for the radio volume. There's not a knob for the heater fan. Some people just don't want to have to deal with that. No, exactly. It's like, you know, they, they, they don't know how to use a cell phone, let alone <laughs> get into a computerized car. And it's not their fault. You know, they just haven't kept up with it. Even microwaves. My God. You know, it used to be three buttons that you push. Now you have to sit there and figure out, well, 
you know, what, what exactly kind of cooking do I want to do? You and program and your flash is yeah. 12, 12, 12, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after the break, we're going to talk to Jimmy Matthews from Lease Busters. We'll be right back. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we've got Darren here from Salem Tires. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. And we've got Christina right sitting right beside me. Don't worry, honey. She's not that close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know to keep my distance. <laughs> and we're pl- it's a platonic kind of relationship. It is. It's you know I think of you like a brother. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, nice. Anyways, <laughs> we got another brother on the phone from from the old hood, as a matter of fact. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy Matthews is there. He grew up in Bathurst Manor, which is where I grew up. Jimmy, how are you today? Hey, not bad. And you? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As a matter of fact, you know, we got Christina here and we were talking prior to the show in the green room about maybe a misconception. You know, you know, we talked about earlier that, you know, kids these days don't want to keep cars and whatnot. But there's some misconceptions in terms of, you know, Christina, go ahead. Maybe you can carry on with that. The misconceptions about uh, taking the lease over about. Yes. I mean, uh, what 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 could possibly, you know, be a situation where somebody would find themselves and and say, I gotta get out of this lease, you know. And and do people think, you know, well maybe that's not the best course of action because it's too expensive or it's going to give me a bad credit rating? I mean, what are some of the myths and misconceptions about about an organization like like Lease Busters and getting out of the lease? Well, originally the misconception was was is this process legal? In other words, mm. it, <laughs> oh dear, what, is it no? But is it approved by the leasing company? Is it all, is it all above board? Mm-hmm. And really and truly, the process is just like a new car lease, where oh. once once the buyer and seller have engaged and agreed on the lease transfer, then it becomes just like a new car deal, where the buyer goes to the original selling dealership, applies for credit through the business office, mm. gets approved, the finance company. Um, uh, puts the, the lease transfer documents together, and the buyer signs on, the seller signs off, and it's just like a new car deal. So that used to be one of the misconceptions. In terms mm. of the other question, change is the main reason why people want to get out of leases. So something has changed in their life mm-hmm. that has made their their current lease vehicle, call it redundant. So you're talking about either marital status or their job or something like that? Yeah, or I changed my mind. I want some, you know, one of the new vehicles that okay. are available, or I've been, you know, transferred to the U.S. or you mm. know, whatever the case may be. But it's all about something, and something somebody's life has changed. The client went to the dealer. The dealer explained the difference between the the wholesale value and the payout of the lease, and you know, let them know that it would cost them probably six, eight thousand dollars to get out. Oh, and with lease busters, we all we have to do is find someone to take it over. Doesn't matter what the cost of the car is. Well, it's certainly going to be way less than six or eight thousand dollars, right? Absolutely, like it's going yes. to be. Uh, you know, typically we save people between seventy-five and eighty percent of that whatever much? the number. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. that's a lot of money. It is, and that's why again, people do this today regularly. The, the, the bulk of our visitors are, are lease buyers. They want to take over a lease. They're looking for a deal. They don't want to encumber themselves for mm. four four years or five years or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And it, it really has become the third choice in vehicle vehicle acquisitions. It's a really, really neat concept. And it's not like you were inside a medical marijuana dispensary and got arrested and you thought, well, I thought it was legal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it actually is legal in your case, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. And it's, and it's accepted. Uh, all the leasing companies, so call it Honda, Canada, General Motors, BMW, the mm-hmm. whole bit, 
they all have departments within their credit within their uh, credit facilities that are geared towards lease takeovers because they're actually helping their customers by letting uh-huh. them out by releasing them because they're embracing a new client who wants that lease and that new client will hopefully you know lease another Honda or lease another BMW or Mercedes in well, the future. Sh- well, sure. And then the other situation, you know, you know, where someone's lost their job, for example, and they just can't come up with the lease payments. The, the finance company's not interested in chasing someone, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and right. next thing you know, within months, you know, guys in the in the crapper for so many so many payments, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah. they'd rather have you know Joe Blow, the new person who who's got a job who wants to make the payments. It's way well, easier for them. And not only that. The person who lost their job or who's in a little bit of financial dire straits, that person is going to recover. So yes, that's true. Help this person, um, you know, maintain or preserve their credit rating because all of a sudden the first thing I'm going to think of is, geez, you know what? Honda Canada was really good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in some financial mm-hmm. dire straits, I think I'm going to go back to Honda because they were really cool. Wow, some and, great information. That's, that's what that's what it's all about. So it's, yeah. it sounds like we're a consumer advocate group. We're not. We really want to just bridge the gap between buyers and sellers and, and, and adhere to our business model. But in the end, there's lots of winners when a, when a successful transaction takes place. Well, you know, that's great. It's, it's like he can, he can take lemons and turn it into lemonade. That's, exactly. that's a very good analogy. You like that. All right, Jimmy, thanks for joining us. What's the website? Leasebusters.com. And, uh, and as well, they actually have people there. Operators are standing by <laughs> that will talk to you. So if you're not sure, and a lot of the good questions that Christina came up with today, there are people there who can answer them and help you through that process. Jimmy, thanks again. Got to run. All right, guys. Thanks. Take care. All right. We're going to take more calls after the break. We've got Peter in Toronto who's got a Taurus, and uh, Judy's got a question about tires, too. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're winding down, so we're going to try to take these calls quickly. We have Judy and Mississauga, who's got a question about tires. Judy, what can we do for you? I don't have a question. I have some information. Okay, go ahead. I get a discount on my auto insurance by having winter tires on. Correct. But to get that discount, I had to agree to keep the tires on from November through April. So if you take them off too early, you may be invalidating that discount. That's a great point. point. I hadn't, oh, I hadn't heard point. anybody bring that up before, but uh, yeah. So it, you need right to the end of April, then? Well, sometime in April. I, I don't think there's an exact date, but they have to be on the car from November to April. So if you take them off in March and you're in an accident in a snowstorm, oh, yes. it could not look good. Nope. Okay, well, that's that's great information. I want to thanks for calling in with that, Judy. Excellent. I'd never, you know, I never really thought about yeah, it. Yeah, apparently different what's insurance companies What's the law in Quebec in terms of the, legally, how, what's the time period? I think it's, I think it's uh, something similar, mm-hmm. that you have to have them on by a certain date and you have to take them off by a certain November date. November well, 15th. Maybe, November yeah, the 15th, yeah. yeah. No and later then. I think, I think uh, there's more sort of emphasis on when you have to have them on as opposed to when you're... Off. Uh, to off. People yeah. don't think about that, but it's, that's a very good point. That's very valid. Well, certainly, Darren, you see more people buying winter tires these days, right? Way more, yeah. Yeah, and people are getting the message. Exactly. Sure. I mean, we've been trying to per- pursue it, to put it forward. And, and, you know, even though people have so many more vehicles nowadays are all-wheel drive, it doesn't help you when you're stopping. No. No. no, no. <laughs> you need that traction. All-wheel drive anything when you're stopping. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to talk to Peter next in Toronto. He's got a Ford Taurus. What can we do for you, Peter? Uh, I'm a senior, and I got a 1999 Mercury Sable right now with 300,000 kilometers on it that uh-huh. I bought when it had 37 on it. Now I'm looking at a, a 2003 Taurus, which has 24,000 kilometers on it. 
I'm wondering what you guys think about such a purchase. Well, They're I think asking seven thousand for it. Ooh, Ooh. it's a two thousand and three. Yeah. With three hundred thousand kilometers on it? No, no, no. With only twenty eight thousand. Oh, twenty eight thousand. Oh. I, I, you know what? I, I think the price is a little bit high. Uh huh. But I think what you have to get confirmed is actually the mileage. Is that mileage true or not? Because no. you're talking about a vehicle that's over ten years old, and you know how can it have so little mileage? Yeah, yeah. Have you Maybe actually it's... seen the car? No, I haven't seen it. I was going to go and have a look at it this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the problem. I mean, number one, you got to get that confirmed. Mm-hmm. You have to know how how the car was maintained or stored because if the car sat in a, in a damp driveway, you know, for all that time, even though that it it has low, little mileage on it, it could have a significant amount of rust underneath. Um, you know, the drivetrain itself. We could talk about brake lines, fuel lines, gas yeah. tank. That could be all pretty rusty. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, is it, I'm I'm guessing this is a private sale. No, it's a, at a Ford dealer. It is at a Ford dealer. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and the other thing you want to be concerned about too, you know, we talked about the last person called in about insurance. You're going to want to find out what that car is worth on the books because mm-hmm. if you pay seven thousand dollars for that car and you find out that the book, the black book value is maybe only two thousand dollars, if you unfortunately had an accident, you'd only get two thousand dollars back. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the I think I'm looking at it is because I love the Mercury. I got I love the 24 valve engine. Mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with the Mercury. Yeah, and I'm figuring this tour should be good too. Well, again, those are a couple of things that you got to be considered. You know, um, and sorry, Black Book only. Okay, there you go. Uh, Christine was just giving me a note here that says the Black Book only goes back so far. Um, you know what? I think if you check with your insurance company, you're going to want to find yeah. out what what it's going to cost to insure that car. So um, I would bring it up and say, look, at, this is what I'm like, thinking of buying. Do you think it's a good idea? Otherwise, like I say, you want to take it to a garage. You want to have it checked thoroughly. That's the other thing is you, you know, want a, an inspection. Even, even if you're buying it from a dealer, I think that uh, uh, it's a good idea to have a, a trusted private mechanic. Yeah, I would take it to my CAA uh, garage. Well, exactly. If you have someone you know and can trust, just say, look at I want to do a pre-purchase inspection, and then the fellow will look at it as if they're buying it for themselves, okay? They're going to look at it from top to bottom. I'm kind of surprised that a dealership, though, would be selling a car that old. Eh? I know. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. And I mean, and the other thing is, you know, if the dealer is sort of like, oh, well, you know, we've already got it inspected here by our people, yeah, you know, then they actually, they act, then it's a red flag. Okay. All righty? Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you know, it's a possibility, but again, that's something you have to get checked out for. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and as a matter of fact, you know, people wonder these days, you know, with with the advent of electronics, you know, um, odometer tampering. I mean, we have our friends from Monvik on the car, on the, you know, in, in the studio many times. Uh, people think that because it's electronic that it can't not be tampered, but in fact, the irony is it's easier to turn back an odometer. Yeah, and they actually they just did. Uh, there was a, there was somebody in uh, I think Mississauga that uh, or no sorry Ottawa that um, you know was 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 charged with uh, odometer tampering and actually there were stolen vehicles as well. Wow, I mean because and you know kind of you do kind of feel bad for that older person who wants to get rid of a car and yeah. and the car's legit. Yeah. I mean yeah. this no this car in it. fact that this Ford dealer could be totally legitimate. You uh, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's coming down the pipes tire wise? Uh, like I said, higher prices. Yes. Uh, that's definitely coming down the pipe. Um, probably hit the market within the next two months, uh, the increases that you know people have uh, had anywhere from January up till, till April. So that's, that's that'll be the big news this year, appreciation. But again, you want to look at the tires. And, you know, it's important to look at the tires, not just in terms of tread depth, but 
other things as well. Yeah, like cracking or any kind of damage to, you know, gouges. It's always important, you know, it's, it's sometimes difficult on some cars, but you want to look on the inside of those tires as well, not mm-hmm. just on the outside, because there could be damage inside and you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it mm-hmm. without actually getting down and taking a look. Well, sure, it happens periodically where somebody has a low tire or, you know, flat, and they don't find out until they've driven on it for a fair bit. Yeah. And, uh, and it may look totally normal on the outside, but uh, in fact, it'll allow you to inflate it, but, but it could be a totally unsafe tire. Yeah, you don't want, if you've, uh, we call them run flats, you definitely don't want to inflate that. Oh, mm-hmm. dear. No, <laughs> they can blow. <laughs> exactly. So have your tires checked out, and, uh, and, you, and it's a great, again, the Salem tire, a great alternative. They're definitely. not, they're less money than the originals. Yep. And Typically. they're good for a few years, for sure. And you guys have that warranty. Full warranty, yep. And uh, like I said, the average driver wouldn't notice the difference between a Michelin and a and any other brand. That's, Excellent. That's the thing, right? Oh, exactly. And Christina, you're working on anything special right now? Um, I'm working on a few things. Well, I'm going to be getting um, a Volkswagen uh, Golf uh, Alltrack in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to be reviewing that. That'll be in a video, and you can look for that on drivelikeagirl.ca. Say it slower so people can write it down. Yeah. Drivelikeagirl.ca. Okay, there you go. And, Got it. Uh, <laughs> how do girls drive, by the way? On beach outside. <laughs> we can find out. What I see very could you do fast. A, do you do a big burnout? <laughs> I could if you wanted me to. Darren gets really excited when he Love sees burns out. Yeah, really? Love it. Well, it's, it's just so bad for your tires, though, you know? Duh. Duh. Unless you're yeah. selling them. Thanks very much for coming in, both of you guys. It was well, a it's pleasure. it's a pleasure. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. All right, super. Always. And if you need to get me, uh, we had a lady out there before who wanted to come up to Glen Allen. 416-665-6230. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave will be back next week. I will be here, and you'll have to tune in to see who else. Thanks for joining us. We'll be. Thank you. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again. Happy trails. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.